Welcome to episode number 19 of The Gospel for Everyone. Uh, today, we want to just take a few moments and we want to talk about a current event that's really on everyone's mind. Um, a few days ago, on February 24th, this is the year 2022, Vladimir Putin, who is the uh, president of Russia, he launched an aggressive, large-scale military invasion of Ukraine. And uh, for, for us, uh, this, this is the largest military attack in Europe since World War II. So today, uh, Jason and I, we thought it would be uh, an appropriate time to just take some time and say a few words about this war that is taking place and share some thoughts really on how we as Christians should respond to this situation, right, Jason? Yeah, yeah. Normally we um, are able to, here lately we've been interviewing some people about the gospel and about mm -hmm. their story, and and certainly that, that'll continue to be a big part of what we'll do here on the podcast. But Absolutely. a little more, I guess, somber tone here today as we just think about as so many people around the world, not just in this country, are uh, are seeing these things on their screens, what's happening in Ukraine and uh, just how that is, is is really troubling, you know. And so, really so I think it's a, a really appropriate time to to talk about, uh, as you say, how how should we as Christians respond to this? How should we be feeling about this? Mm -hmm. um, just those are, those are the questions that uh, I've been fielding from a lot of folks here in the last week or so. And so we just thought we'd spend a little time talking about that here on the podcast. Right. Uh, you know, first thing I want to kind of bring up is we have to remember there are a lot of Christians in the Ukraine and in mm -hmm. Russia. Uh, I read uh, recently that there are actually, uh, Ukraine is, is one of the central hubs of Christianity in the you know, former Soviet Union um, mm -hmm. area. A lot of churches, a lot of people who are really uh, invested in Christ there. And there's also a lot of people in Russia who are uh, connected to Christ. And yeah. I know we at Mayfair, we, we support and sponsor a congregation there. Uh, a lot of churches do. And uh, our hearts and our minds and our prayers are with all of those people. Uh, but, yeah. but Jason, in particular, um, not to you know make this super personal, but uh, a lot of people may not know you. Uh, uh, you have an older sister who decided uh, at an older age to uh, adopt uh, some some children that came out of the Ukraine, and I thought yeah. maybe you could tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, yeah. So uh, this was all prior to COVID. I, I don't know the exact timeline. Uh, that doesn't matter too much, but probably the summer of 2018, I'm mm -hmm. guessing. Uh, Tara is my sister, and her husband Richard. They have three uh, biological children. They are all. This was maybe Hope's senior year of high school, so. <laughs> She's now uh, college age. But mm -hmm. that summer, um, with the the help of connecting with some of those Christians you're talking about in Ukraine, uh, they participated in uh, like a student exchange program yeah. and actually housed two Ukrainian teenagers uh, that summer. Again, I think this would have been 2018. And uh, really, it was, it was kind of this, uh, not really even a study abroad program. It was more mm -hmm. of a... Uh, hey, these orphanages are going to be shut down for most of the summer, and mm -hmm. uh, some Christian organizations uh, here in the states and in Ukraine kind of partner together to find yeah. host homes for um, for for these for these students. And so they come over here and just you know kind of have a typical American summer experience. That's really like, cool. Get to come over on like a a tourism visa, I'm guessing, mm -hmm. and and just kind of get to visit around and 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 see some some things here. So uh, so yeah, uh, Taryn Richard just took these the, these two children in Serhey at the time he would have been I guess around 16 or 17 years old and uh, his younger sister Lena 
and she okay. would have been maybe fourteen or so at the time. I don't, I don't know exactly, but uh, yeah, they were they were with with Tara and Richard for that summer. Uh, any kind of family gathering we had that summer, right. uh, they they hung out with us. I remember meeting them for the first time at summer celebration at Lipscomb University, yeah, kind of yeah. their their summer lectureship program. And so, uh, really, that was that was all that I think. I think my sister and, and her family were uh, were thinking about at the time was just hey look, yeah we we could do that we could, we yeah, could take care of take care of these you know these students for um, for a summer and I mean honestly they just their hearts were really really touched as they learned a little more about Sarah and Lena and their story mm-hmm. but also just the the stories of uh, orphans in the Ukraine and their living conditions and all right. these kinds of things uh, they they really felt. I would say a call from God to um, to formally legally adopt not just those two, but they have a younger sister, Luda okay. is her name, and she's about uh, three or four years younger than than Lena. And so, yeah, the the ball kind of got rolling <laughs> there, and and so I think their um, adoption, you know, it's 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 hard enough to adopt here stateside right, but it certainly right. gets complicated with international adoption but really the short of it is by that next so it's like 2019 uh, around the holidays I think Tara and Richard went to Ukraine in October for like the final time and they were there about a month mm-hmm. but they were able to bring uh, my nieces and nephew back with them and they've right. been here living uh, stateside ever since that's that's really a, it's a great story first of all to be able to help the orphans uh, that are in need, yeah. uh, but now this totally unique connection that uh, your family now has to this conflict. Oh yeah, uh, that yeah. you're able to kind of, uh, if I understand correctly, you've you've kind of uh, been kept a, a you know abreast of the situation with with your connections there. Now, uh, are they able to contact any family that they have uh, back in Ukraine or friends? Have they had any communication like that? Yeah, I'm not sure about their their ability to contact uh, very many people. You know, I, I, that's been um, I think a, 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 a challenge, challenge for yeah. a lot of people who yeah. have have uh, connections there in Ukraine. You've probably been following some of the story here in Alabama, there's a, uh, a church of Christ minister mm-hmm. an elder down at Winfield who's been in Ukraine for uh, the better part of a month. Right. And, and so, you know, communication is, is always kind of dicey, especially in situations like this, but, uh, but yes, they have a lot of friends there, a lot of individuals they know, obviously Tara and Richard have, um, have a deep appreciation for uh, the Christians in Ukraine that, mm-hmm. that they met and worked with the mm-hmm. social workers and, and even members of the Ukrainian government who, right. who they interfaced with and still have, you know, some sort of connection with. So all, all of this has been for me, you know, I'm, my only connection is, is through my sister and, right. and obviously now her, uh, her adopted children. But, um, but yeah, that, that makes what I'm seeing on my TV screen hit home just a little more, um, just a little heavier, you right. know? So uh, in some ways, yeah, I'm, I'm really, I'm thankful that these three children aren't, aren't there anymore, you know, mm-hmm. so it's, it, I'm grateful for God's providence in, in the way that he worked there. But, but man, it just kind of breaks your heart to think about those who, um, th- those who are still there and, and certainly what we're seeing with this aggressive military movement by, uh, by Russia. Yeah. The, the thing that I think really weighs on me right now is, uh, you know, right as this started, the, the Ukrainian government, uh, basically made it compulsory that anybody who was of a certain age, uh, had to fight. Yeah. Um, it it seems like that wasn't even necessary because mm-hmm. the Ukrainian people are so 
loyal to their their nation that they're uh, choosing to get up and fight anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, right. Yeah. But uh, that was one of the things that at the be- very beginning of this, it really kind of crushed me uh, to see uh, the dads putting their kids mm. on a bus and saying, uh, you know, saying goodbye, right. uh, maybe yeah. for the last time. Yeah, who knows? Uh, yeah. In, in the year 2022, you, you wouldn't think that this would be something mm-hmm. that oh, yeah. would be continuing to go on. Yeah, so, yeah. and obviously with, with, you know, this taking place um, in Europe and everything, it's just kind of, I'm, I'm not the first person to make that comparison to what, uh, what prompted World War II sure. and, and the things that, that happened then too. So uh, I know certainly for, um, uh, for, for Europeans, I'm guessing mm-hmm. that uh, there's some, some resonance there too, where like, Oh wow, this, this seems eerily familiar <laughs> compared to what, uh, what we've read in history books right. and, and all that sort of thing too. So, yeah, uh, a lot of a lot of brokenness. I think uh, that's that's one uh, response, one acknowledgement right. in all of this. We just we're seeing kind of the brokenness of our world mm-hmm. uh, in HD right, right. now. Um, that that was you know sometime it would be good to uh, let you all who are listening hear my sister's side of the story in, in her own words. You know, <laughs> right. but I I know enough to know that uh, they were really convicted when they learned of, uh, you know, what happens to these Ukrainian orphans when they age out of the orphanage. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was a real impetus for them to move as quickly as they did and, and, uh, and try to get the financial resources and the, you know, the, the, the prayerful resources going to, to get these children in their care here mm-hmm. stateside. You know, many of them, when they age out of that orphanage, they don't have a trade, they don't have anywhere to go. So they naturally just turn to, the low-hanging fruit mm-hmm. of, uh, you know, being involved in, in drug dealing or prostitution or, you know, sometimes that's even against their own will. Just a lot of right. just awful, terrible things that you wouldn't want to subject anyone to. Certainly a, a child that you've come to know and love, right. you know. And so so that, that brokenness in and of itself is part of this story. And now we're seeing all the, you know, the 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 geopolitical implications of all right. this. And I'm not an expert on any of that. I just <laughs> no. know uh, it, the, the scriptures talk about brokenness and mm-hmm. that we live in a fallen, broken world. Right. And, you know, thankfully um, God is at work to, to reconcile and to, to fix and repair, to use N.T. Wright's phrase, to put the world to rights, you know, so he's, it's, it's, it's Humpty Dumpty of a sort, you know, he's putting the world back together again, but, but man, it's just really messy in the right. in between. But but in that mess, we see a lot of hopeful things too. Like you're seeing the fighting spirit of these people, and you're seeing uh, the world kind of rally around what we perceive to be this this injustice, you sure. know. And so, so that I think gives us as believers some uh, something really to say right. in this conversation because that's that you know the gospel is all about those things, right? You know, you made a comment a couple of weeks ago in uh, one of your lessons on Sunday morning, yeah. uh, reminding us about how you know Satan had told Jesus whenever he was being tempted that mm-hmm. you know I can offer you all the world, yeah. and yeah. Uh, you know there, there's a lot to think about and unpack with that because yeah. Satan does have dominion over this world, mm-hmm. and yeah. uh, he can offer uh, the hearts and minds of people that aren't even listening uh, to Jesus to him. Yeah. Uh, but we're reminded that because Satan has such dominion over this world that we really do live in a very broken place. Oh, yeah. And there's so much evil uh, that is about. And I can't even begin to think about why someone like Vladimir Putin, who is in 
leadership of, of one of the more dominant nations in the world right, yeah, uh, just yeah. decides, hey, this is what we want. I know there's a lot of propaganda, a lot of yeah, uh, misinformation, sure. false information that's been spread. And like Jason said, we're we're not political people. We, we don't quite understand all of that. Right. Uh, but it does seem to be all based upon uh, someone who is pretty mentally unstable that uh, is clinging to some old communist you know, Soviet ideas yeah. and who knows what this is going to look like. Uh, you know, uh, th- here we are on, uh, what is today? Today's March the 1st. So, uh, you know, this has been going on for almost a week. Yeah. Uh, by yeah. the time you listen to this, the, the situation may have completely changed. Right. It's, it's changing in real time on the ground over yeah. there. Right, right. Um, and yeah, yeah. I, f- I feel so, uh, ill prepared or qualified to talk about a whole lot of, of that, there are certainly other places you can go to to, to get that sure. kind of uh, information. But, um, but you know, it it does again remind me of the story that that the Bible narrates, and it's the true story of the world. And mm-hmm. uh, and yeah, there's there's dominion that the evil one has uh, in the hearts of men, and we see that played out. You know, obviously, this is like we said in HD because right. you know bombs are falling and and tanks are moving but um but really it's it's the same sort of shadowy force that animates a whole lot of evil things uh here right. within our own borders right. within our own hearts right. you know and and so uh so it's helpful i think to be reminded of kind of the 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 world view that we see in light of Jesus is now um it's been described as as this already and not yet kind of tension where um, in Jesus, in his death and in his resurrection, uh, Paul says, a new creation has come. Mm-hmm. There is a new way of living, a new way of being that is transformative, and it is available now through the atoning work of Jesus when he died and said, it is finished. Uh, he wasn't just talking about his life because there was more to come. He was talking about the the work of bringing about new creation, right. and so so in that new creation, we can be reconciled. Uh, you know, the lion and the lamb can lay down together. Right. There's uh, the Jew and Gentile, slave and free, male and female. We're now united together as a common new humanity. Paul, you know, Paul says so. That that has already happened. You, you're already a citizen of the kingdom to come right. you're already participating in Christ and yet <laughs> there's there's still this this force that is at work and and you know the evil one knows that he's defeated uh, satan the devil i mean you know we have a lot of different names for uh, for the evil one mm-hmm. but but he knows that that he he lost there was a decisive battle that took place in the cross and the mm-hmm. resurrection and and evil lost death and sin lost mm-hmm. on that day um on the friday of the cross and the the sunday of the empty tomb uh and yet the those forces of evil aren't content to just kind of circle the wagons and say oh well uh, swinging, they want to take out as many yeah. as they can and and so we see we see that around us all the time. We're certainly seeing that happening in this situation in Ukraine. And, and that'll be the story of human history as long as the earth spins until the moment when God, uh, you know, in his mercy and in his wrath says, okay, that's it. Sure. So it's all already and not yet. That tension is just really played out in front of us right now. I think that's a beautiful way to describe this. Um, you know, Jason, I, I can't help but think that it, 
here we are in it's March of 22, March of 2020 uh, began mm-hmm. yeah. this horrible pandemic that we've just, we, we feel like is maybe in our rear view mirror now, mm-hmm. you know, knock on wood, maybe it's yeah. starting to get behind us, but it really just seems like for the past two years, it's been nonstop. Yeah. Why is so much bad happening? Why is this continuing to go wrong? It's like you're waking up on Groundhog Day. Everything is just, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it's you're on repeat the cycle of yeah. well, what's gonna what's gonna happen today? Yeah. So I thought maybe here in the last few minutes of this uh, short podcast we're doing today, maybe we can just answer this question that it, it's an age old question that uh, I think we as Christians probably have a, a good grasp on, but uh, maybe we forget what why is it that God allows this evil, this bad to happen Mm -hmm. in this world? Yeah. Well, number one, I don't know. Um, (laughs) You know, God uh, is uh, certainly has his prerogative and, and uh, you know, so, so when it comes to some specific things, it's, I think that's the most faithful answer. There are things we do know though. Mm -hmm. And, and so that's what we always kind of want to, want to come back to right. um, you know so much of the biblical story takes place on foreign ground mm-hmm. you know so many times God's people are exiles they're strangers in a strange land you know the, the whole story really gets cooking when you get to Abraham right and God says hey follow me to a place I haven't you haven't even seen yet mm-hmm. and and I'm not even going to show you pictures you just just go take that step just you know keep following my voice and I'll lead you there and you know that's that's walking by faith. You know, right. Paul says that that's that's what justified Abraham. You know, not not law, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but just obedience to the call of God. Mm-hmm. And and over and over, whether it's Egypt or right. Assyria or Babylon or even like you get to the the New Testament and right. the, the people Rome. of Jesus' day, they're they're exiles in their own homeland. Right. You know, Rome has come and set up shop, and uh, and so all of that just kind of reminds me that. Yeah, we're we're kind of in the same boat. We're exiles. Um, I think at least some of what happens is uh, just the result of of evil still kind of having a, a little bit of power, mm-hmm. and the the last gasps of the the kingdom of of Satan, you know, are are, are still powerful enough sure. to take out some uh, so, some people or or do some damage, right, you know. Right. Uh, but but we're bound for a better place. Mm-hmm. We're we're longing for. Uh, that eternal home, that heavenly rest that the Hebrew writer talks about. And and so, you know, I'm reminded that as bad as it gets here for the people of God and, and you know, the story of God ends in glory. Yes. And and we have to kind of keep our focus on that. That keeps it, uh, keeps me hopeful, even mm-hmm. in the face of some really, really terrible things. That's the story of Jesus. For all the world, it looked like, uh, it looked like a bad thing happening right. when he died on the cross. But... Uh, you know, it's like Paul says over in, in, in Romans that he's the God who brings life out of death and he calls into being that which doesn't exist. And there's nothing that says that more loudly than an empty tomb, mm-hmm. you know, that we celebrate. And so so there's that. Uh, in the meantime, while we're waiting for God to do that, I think we are right to long for justice. He's a sure. just God. He's a um, a, a God uh, who who wants... Uh, equity and 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 fairness, you know. So when those things, you know, the world kind of has a maybe a, in some ways a a different way of viewing that sometimes, and, right. and I think we're right to engage that conversation. But but this is pretty black and white, you know. Like what's happening <laughs> is 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 not right. Yeah. It's unjust, and I think it hurts God. And I think we're right to kind of feel a little bit of that 
that righteous indignation of, okay, this ought not be, you right. know? And so anything we can do within our power, feel kind of limited in sure. you know, some respects what, when it yeah, comes to this. Yeah. yeah. But, but, but even just like resisting it and being opposed to uh, what we see going on here, mm-hmm. I think that honors God. He's, he does. he's a just God. So he'll do right in the end. We can, we can truly stand by that. That's right. an eternal truth. I think that you make me think about that when, you know, we're made in the image of God and yeah. that's not just an appearance. That's, mm-hmm. you know, his heart and mm-hmm. seeing all of the world kind of get behind this injustice. Yeah. Uh, it really, yeah. It, it does give you hope that, Hey, there, there are good people in this world that mm-hmm. want what's right. Yeah. And, yeah. and that, that's really been great to see throughout the couple of day, last past couple of days is, it's how people have gotten on board to support uh, yeah. Ukraine. Yeah, and and you know it. Again, we feel really helpless uh, a lot of times when this sort of thing happens, and and I think that helpless place is is good for us too. Mm-hmm. It drives us to prayer. Uh, we put our trust in the one who can really truly um, judge these circumstances because he knows the motives of people's hearts. Uh-huh. He all I can do is is you know like a hashtag or, or <laughs> yeah. you, you know what I mean. All I can do is is pray. All I can do and. And and that helps me to uh, just remember my place in all this. Mm-hmm. Uh, but but I think we're absolutely right to to oppose evil absolutely. in all of its forms because God opposes evil right. in all of its forms. Right. Well, guys, uh, like I said, we just wanted to do a short podcast today just to make you aware of what's going on and uh, help you kind of battle through this. And uh, you know, yeah. if you have any questions about anything we've said, reach out to us. Uh, our emails will be in the show notes, but, uh, yeah, yeah. We, and we just really want to get people thinking about, about this. Right. Definitely. I think Christians are called to engage in, in meaningful dialogue right. like this, you know, I mean, uh, not to stick our head in the sand. Somebody's a critic of Christianity once said that Christians are, uh, so heavenly minded. They're of no earthly value or no earthly help, you know, right. and that's, that's certainly not, not true. the way we want to be. Right. But I, I do think this is, um, a call to, uh, to a, to a time of prayer, sure. you know, prayer and fasting on behalf of not just our brothers and sisters in Ukraine, but, um, but just the people, right. The innocent people who are, are dealing with things that are going to take forever. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, this is going to be with them, uh, those Long buildings aren't just going to rebuild right. themselves. The fear and the insecurity of like, what if another dictator just wants to come rolling up in here? You right. know, like that's that uh, that ought to move our hearts. Uh, we we share a common humanity with the people who are suffering right, right. now. And and I also I, I I do think we should mention too that there are a lot of these young men who are fighting for the opposite side who don't want to be doing this. Oh sure, uh, yeah. You know, they're being forced into a conflict that. They have no fight in. They mm-hmm. don't want to be a part of. Yeah. But uh, uh, you know, like we said, that the propaganda, the lies, the the deceit uh, to get people to do things. Yeah. It's it's what feeds a war. Yeah. And so, and that's what uh, makes all this really really complicated. Right. You know. So, which is why we 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 stick out of the stay out of the political side of this. But we do know that uh, you know, God loves His creation, yeah. and God aches when his creation aches mm-hmm. and uh, this is not what God wants for us. Yeah, I think it's part of that part of that groaning that the apostle talks about mm-hmm. in Romans 8, you know, our our world is just kind of groaning for God to to come and 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 make it all right. right. And we we certainly see that in moments like this, but right. uh, but yes, you're right. This we're just kind of processing this out loud if nothing else yeah. and and uh, maybe that's maybe maybe some of that is of help to you as you 
uh, try to do the same thing. Just mm-hmm. know we're we're kind of in that same boat together, uh, yeah. trying to faithfully process what we see and what's happening in the news. Right. So keep praying for these people. Uh, keep praying for uh, the nation of Ukraine and Russia and the, the surrounding areas that are going through this. Pray for peace. Uh, pray for this to be over swiftly and that uh, God can reign in all of their hearts, right? That's right. Yes, definitely. Well, thanks so much for joining us for this short podcast. We will catch you next time. Yep. Thanks, guys.